We're going to talk passports this half hour or how difficult it is to renew one these days. Some Canadians have been waiting outside government offices for hours, days, getting there at four o'clock in the morning, trying to renew their passports because there's been such a resurgence in travel. And obviously a lot of people over the pandemic may have found suddenly when they wanted to go somewhere that their passports had expired. So with thousands of Canadians booking trips, uh, leading to that surge in demand, Conservative MPs earlier this week were questioning the government about these delays. Why are there such long lineups? Why are there such long delays, even forcing people to cancel trips? Service Canada Minister Karina Gould responded saying they're doing everything they can. Why is Passport Canada offering such poor service? And why don't they get their ducks in a row and give Canadians the service they expect from a key government office? We have, in fact, hired an additional 500 passport officers to help process this. We have made Service Canada's available to ensure that individuals who need to travel on a non-urgent basis can deposit their applications. That's Service Canada Minister Karina Gould there. She also said that there's a simplified process to renew passports that have been expired for less than five years. Small solace, though, of course, a lot of people leave this a bit last minute or have to. Uh, one of those who found themselves suddenly needing to renew passports for his two sons for a trip to Italy is a familiar name on this show for other reasons. Flavio Volpe is the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association. We spoke to him a lot during the blockade of the bridge in Windsor earlier this month. Well, or a few months ago, earlier this month, he became a man on very much a mission to get pro- proper travel documents for his eldest, Alessandro, after he received an invitation to try out for the Italian under-18 baseball team. He needed another one for his other son as well. It turned into quite the ordeal. Well, joining me now with more on the struggles to renew those two passports and how it all turned out is Flavio Volpe. Thanks so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having me, Ben. So I think a lot of this was a relatively impromptu trip, right? So, but just tell me about the experience. First of all, when did you figure out new passports were needed and how much of a problem did you think it was going to be right off the bat? Well, I, you know, my uh, older son, he's 17. He got an invitation from the Italian national uh, baseball team to come for a tryout uh, to play hopefully for them at the U18 World Cup this year. And we got the invitation uh, we're dual citizens. Everybody was very happy. And I just started to look at travel requirements for uh, Canada to Italy uh, from a COVID perspective. What kind of testing do we need to do, et cetera? Uh, I looked at his passport, though, and it expired two days after uh, we would have had to return. And right. looked at the rules for uh, Europe, and um, it said, you need to have your Canadian passport has to have at least three months left on it on the day of your return. So it started a scramble. We got an invitation on a Monday. We had to be there for um, uh, for the weekend. And uh, we scrambled to get tickets uh, because it was the only way, I think, to get the emergency service. And, of course, demonstrate to Service Canada or Passport Canada that, that you have uh, immediate travel. And I bought tickets for myself and both of my boys, who are one's 15 and one's 17, who hadn't seen the, the land that their grandparents had come from. And I said, let's do this as a family. And uh, it started a biblical quest uh, to get uh, a passport uh, that only arrived, you know, three hours uh, before we needed to be at the airport on Easter Sunday. Well put. Uh, yeah. this, this biblical quest, I, I gather, began the way that all passport renewal quests begin with was with a, a trip down to your local passport office, which is always a relatively simple, at least in the past, was a relatively simple task. 
Right. And, you know, remember, this is the week of the of the Easter long weekend. So Friday is a statutory holiday. And uh, what, what I decided to do was, look, let me dedicate Wednesday to figuring this out. We went to the Mississauga office, which was close to by the office here. I thought mm -hmm. uh, I could dedicate a couple hours to that and uh, we'll get our passports. Uh, you know, just previous to that, uh, in, in just past months, um, if you wanted to get an emergency passport, you could make an appointment. Uh, through COVID protocols, you make an appointment, show up at your appointment, uh, especially if you're on emergency travel. Well, they changed that in uh, in uh, the last couple of months. And it says, if your travel is within the next two business days, um, you can't make an appointment, show up to an office. So uh, went and lined up in Mississauga uh, essentially all day. And um, probably after the fourth hour, realized I wasn't even going to get a service ticket to be able to actually join the real line. It's in a small mall here. And uh, the Serpentine uh, line went uh, throughout the interior of the mall and then to the exterior, started chatting with some of the people that were there. And they said, well, we got here 4.30 in the morning and we haven't been served yet. And that was about 2.30 in the afternoon. And I thought, well, this, this is going to, uh, this is going to end well here. Uh, why don't we go looking around? Um, I left there. I went down to the, to the Victoria Street Toronto office, uh, which also offered this express service. And uh, the experience was much the same. You know, the lineup was outside. Uh, talked to some people who said that this was their second or third day attempting to get into the line with express service. And I thought, let me just stick to it because um, Friday is a statutory holiday. A Sunday, a Saturday is a, is a weekend. And then we're flying on another statutory or another holiday on the Sunday. I can't really leave this line. Well, I was forced to leave the line because the office closed. <laughs> so I thought um, I got to get up at it early on the Thursday. And I went to the North York office, which is the Young and Shepherd office uh, north of the north of the 401. And I managed to get there at 6.45 a.m. And um, with one business day to go, essentially. By the time the office opened at 8.30, I was 50th in line. And they were taking the 8.30 appointments. Of course, the people who weren't traveling within the next two days were the ones getting appointments and they came in every 15 minutes or so. Oh. Now I have a day job. I had to go to a board meeting. So I had to leave for the board meeting. I thought, let me just take one more shot. And I drove out to Whitby in the afternoon to Whitby. do that. Whitby. Wow, so you've been all over the city at this point. I mean, you've been all over the GT, the greater Toronto area at this point. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I could be like the weather person on the, on uh, your uh, current passport wait time is. Yeah. The Whippy office was great. You know, I got to the front of the line, but they said to me, we're not a printing office. So yeah, you got in like Indiana Jones, you rolled under the door. We can't do this. Wow. They were very courteous. All, you know, I'll say this. All the staff is very courteous. Of course, they're looking at incredible lineups and they're, they're thinking, Hey, by the way, we don't have the resources to serve you. Um, it's um I think it's stressful on all sides of it, but somebody advised me there and said, "Look, there's a weekend service, but you have to call after the uh, all the offices close at 8 p.m. and you leave a voicemail and you tell them you need an emergency weekend service. And by the way, it's 335 extra dollars for the first passport. And if you need a second one, it's another 110. If you're willing to pay the fees, they may be able to slot you in." And so I left messages twice on the Friday, and I got a call on this Saturday morning, and they said. Um, you should come in um, on Sunday and uh, we can turn them around in two hours. And so, but, but by, by good Friday and you're leaving yeah. on Easter Sunday, by good Friday, you don't have these passports. No, I'm in a bit of a panic to be honest. And, and part yeah. of the panic is 
I got the one son who's who got the uh, invitation to play for Team Italy has an Italian passport. You know, we're congratulations. Doing by the way, I should say congratulations on Alexandris. Yes, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but you know, I could have gone with him. Uh, but of course, that was also you know putting yourself at the mercy of the airlines, who are the ones that scan the passports. You know, I have a 17-year-old son who's a minor, doesn't speak the language, who's going to fly into Italy using a passport from another country uh, versus uh, me from Canada, and then potentially using his Canadian one to fly back. You know, two days before it expires. The other guy, God bless him, he was going to be out of uh, out of luck. But I didn't cancel the tickets uh, because I thought maybe I could pull off a hail mary at the end. And right. uh, you know, not to be not to be punny. You know, here we are no, on Sunday. It is Hail Mary's weekend. answered, right? It is Easter weekend. Yes, it's a, yeah. so it is. It, it is in fact. So you end up, I guess, uh, with just hours to go, you end up getting yep. these two passports. How did that happen? Well, I got that call and, and they said, look, you got to be present. The parents have to be present, especially because one of them was, was a 16 and under uh, child passport. You got to make sure that your references uh, and your guarantor are available to be reached. And I said, well, I mean, it's Easter Sunday, but I, you know, I'm pretty sure we can, we can arrange that. Then you, you show up, you drop it off. They run through the, the machine with you and it's, Hey, by the way, here's the cost of the password, which is about $200 uh, plus the $450 in extra fees. And they're just, you know, the reflecting for myself, look, we're, you know, we've, we're doing okay in life. And, and, and anytime you can answer a, an invitation to Italy uh, uh, for baseball, you know, you shouldn't yeah. complain about what things cost, but for people who, um, who really need things for lots of reasons, like going uh, for medical reasons or, 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 or emergency reasons, you know, here's another $450 because uh, they couldn't accommodate you because there's such a crush on the system. And by the way, that by the time we got to Sunday, you go Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, I'm five days into trying to get an emergency passport, which in the past used to be 24 hour turnaround uh, or less. And so, who's got that five days to spare who would have you know panicked and tried to cancel the tickets and taken that penalty who's got that extra 450 dollars uh, 445 dollars to spare you know we're all kind of carrying the burden of a system that's a little bit overloaded and i think i reflected to to people who who asked me you know what what's your suggestion look i know the minister uh and the department are working very hard at this and we've got this crush that's from external reasons but you know certainly a passport is a foundational document for a citizen and it isn't uh, isn't a privilege that you earn it's a right that you have as a citizen and so we should Make sure that we've got the resources to deliver the document that you have the most fundamental right to at a time for when people need it. Uh, one of the things that was suggested to me is when we left a, a message to say, look, you got to make the case on why yours is an emergency. And I thought to myself, there really should be nothing arbitrary about whether you get granted this, the, your uh, a, a passport or not. It, either it is something that you have a right to or you don't. And you either have a right to it immediately or you don't. And then there are things that I think that, um, you know, because of this, the times we're in the pandemic, uh, the crush for uh, services for Passport Canada come from crises in other areas. Right. If I have a passport that is valid, but doesn't have that extra three months in there, I think perhaps uh, this is one of the scenarios where the government could negotiate with, um, with foreign countries who say that they recognize visa-free passage of Canadian citizens, but that the fact that that uh, that the government can't deliver the service in time, uh, they might work out some 
a short-term provision for us to travel on valid passports that may not have that three or six months that are required. I'm speaking with Flavio Vopoli, the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association. But in this case, a father looking for a passport or two passports, in this case, renewals for his son so they could take a trip to Italy where his eldest uh, had been invited to play or at least try out for the Italian national under 18 baseball team. Uh, when we come back, we'll quickly discuss what it a uh, what it's like to travel these days, because there's a lot of curiosity, I think, from people out there about taking international trips. So we'll talk to Flavio about what it was like once he had those passports in hand at long last, what the trip to Italy was like and what kind of uh, advice he has to those who are thinking of overseas travel in the not too distant future. That's next. I'm back with Flavio Volpe, the president of the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association. But in this case, father who managed to uh, secure two passport renewals for his sons so they could take a trip to Italy, a a trip that came up very quickly so that his eldest uh, could try out for the under-18 national baseball team in Italy, uh, dual citizenship there. So congratulations on the invitation. What was the, what was the trip like? I mean, you, you, I hadn't been away. I was away. I was in Paris the same time you were in Rome to some, um, and, and it was very strange to go to the airport again. I have to say Vancouver's airport was quite quiet, uh, but what was your, what was your trip like? Good question. You know, in, in my day business as the president of the Auto Parts Manufacturers Association, uh, I have been traveling, but essentially been to to uh, Washington uh, or to other U.S. Uh, uh, auto capitals. This is the first time in uh, another country. And uh, Italy, of course, was hit very hard by the pandemic in the first wave. And, and they still take very seriously mask mandates and their equivalent of our vaccine passports called a green pass. And um, you could not go into a public space uh, or into restaurants and other places that uh, I think we're all kind of used to here during the last few waves without a mask. And you had to demonstrate your green pass or the equivalent for Canadian travelers. Of course, that's a three shot vaccine passport QR code, not two. And um, they were very strict. Uh, They checked at every uh, checkpoint. I, I tacked on uh, some meetings with uh, automakers there while I was in uh, Italy. And uh, even in those meetings with automakers, uh, they stopped me uh, and made sure that uh, I checked in with the vaccine or they would have canceled the meeting. And the meetings were held with masks. Wow. Uh, it uh, Italy, of course, is a place uh, w- that relies on a lot of tourism. So they, of course, uh, trying to be extremely welcome in bringing people in. But I think people need to know that that is uh, still a matter of fact in a country like that if you were going to visit. I'll tell you another thing. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, no, go ahead, Ben. I was saying what was interesting, it's such a contrast to, to France where you had to wear a mask on the subway, on the metro. Yeah. You had to wear a mask on public transit. You had to wear a mask on the plane. But absolutely everywhere else was mask-free. I mean, you didn't have to wear a mask in the museums. You didn't have to wear a mask in restaurants, cafes. Um, so it's an interesting contrast. So go ahead, you were saying. Yeah, no, I look, I, I, I was, I was surprised. And I think I just go back to my, to uh, my recollection of the first wave where Italy was probably the epicenter of that uh, first wave outside of China. And and perhaps that's the sensitivity Uh, new rules for returning to Canada says Canadian citizens returning to Canada don't need to test anymore to come back. Well, I had booked a a trip uh, via air Canada directly to Rome, but then the return trip came through uh, Washington. And because that first flight was operated by United, I got to the airport three hours early in Rome for my return, and United told me I needed a I needed a uh, antigen test. I said, uh-huh. "Look, just to be clear, I'm not I'm not 
landing in a legal sense. I'm not uh, going through customs in the U.S. So it doesn't matter. I I called um, Air Canada was the original vendor of the ticket, and they said, "Look, you're at the mercy of uh, United. Uh, can't really help you there." Now it wasn't clear, and I oh, I'm only saying this uh, for you know your listeners uh, understand that if you reroute, if you connect through another country other than Canada, you may have to get that that um, that uh, test. And uh, you know, we stood in line at an airport in Rome at seven thirty in the morning to get a test. We missed that the check-in by eleven minutes. We had to change flights. And if you book that flight through an outside agency and not directly through the airline, there's no guarantee that airline is going to give you a ticket without charging you for another one. And so um, be prepared. Look at, at uh, where you fly through. If it's not back direct to Canada, they, the airlines don't care uh, whether you're going through customs in a Washington uh, or a New York on your way back. You are going into the U.S. You better have uh, a test. Valuable advice. Fabio Vope, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it.